This is a crowd podcast. Welcome to Go Love Yourself. I don't know how to fake shit, so uh, like it's not fake. So that would be my favourite quirk. <laughs> you put that on your Tinder profile. <laughs> anymore, anymore, I will not fake it anymore. I have. <laughs> but I will not anymore. We've all done it, babes. We've all done it. Oh, this is fun time. We haven't done this in a while, Hoppers. I know it's been ages. <laughs> Do you know what? I did last week's episode intro without you and I was lost. I went downstairs. It took five minutes. I went downstairs and I was like, I've never been so grateful for Lauren. Like that was, that was horrible. And he was like, you've been a bit dramatic. And I was like, no, that was horrible. I was just like, hello everyone. Um, Lauren's not here. Um, she'll be back next week. Um, thank you. Goodbye. So thanks for being the most perfect podcast co-host. And more importantly, I need to know every single detail about New York. And I'm sure everyone listening needs to know. Spare us details on the UTI situation, but do tell us everything about the Big Apple. We'll get. We'll have to get to the UTI because that <laughs> rounded off my trip. Let me tell you. Also, oh. can I just say the fact that I did mention that? Well, hold on. We'll do the UTI now. Then we'll get to NYC. <laughs> the, the fact that I didn't think about this when I said to the world that I had a UTI. Right, I did it about three days. Like after I had it for three days, so it wasn't happening. But then I specifically said when I said it, it's not for the good reason. So meaning that I didn't get it because I was having a bunch of awesome sex. Right, I said it because I was dehydrated. And then I have had like a few messages. Of or people not really realising that I've said that and then people just think I've openly just talked about the fact that a bunch of sex and then I've got this like people at work know about it I'm like no I didn't I haven't and my mum was there she was like oh Lauren and then I've told my dad and he's probably thinking oh my god so can I just say no it, I wish I wish I wish it was literally because I for the first four days in NYC after probably about a month of just non-stop working I consumed nothing but Diet Coke cakes cookies and pizza apparently that doesn't work work very well for your bladder who knew you could have chucked some water in there maybe i see honestly sips sips but um (laughs) i have learned my lesson i'm literally i've got a i think it's like a liter bottle of water maybe not even that i've had four of these today it will never happen again I'm sure that's the update you wanted. <laughs> not not really, but anyway, <laughs> we move. I hope it didn't dampen your trip too much though, did it? No, it was so good. I had the best time. Like if you don't know, uh, my sister moved to New York at the beginning of May for work because she's just the coolest person ever. So me and my mum went to go and visit her and uh, we were there over my birthday as well. And we just did everything and we had the best time together. We haven't been away just the three of us since 2009. And me, my mum and sister are so close. We talk every single day, all day. And it was just so good. We did everything. I loved it. Oh, I'm so <laughs> pleased. What did you do? Tell us, what were the highlights? Did you do lots of shopping? Didn't, you know. I don't know what's wrong with me. I didn't do it. I didn't sh- I didn't step into a Macy's or a Bloomies what? or a nothing. I think I bought a postcard from the Met that I'm how going to boring. frame. I know. How boring is that? That I'm going to frame and put <laughs> room i bought nothing but it kind of wasn't about that like there are no words for how expensive new york is right at the minute if you're visiting or if you live there my condolences because it's obscene uh we went to go and see a show we went to go see some like it hot so good it apparently oh, is coming to the west end tickets. you must see it you must must really? must see it. it's so brilliant i will come see it with you laura if you want to and i saw the guy in front of me just bought a glass of wine and a 
packet of like or chocolate or or something like that and it was $40 Jesus yeah it makes me want to hurt so did do lots of shopping but we did uh, we did Empire State Building we saw a show we went on the the cruise called the Circle Line Cruise that goes along whatever the river is called around Manhattan I went to Coney Island I did the, I did it all and I did it with my mum and sis and it was lovely <laughs> oh I'm so happy I know how much they both mean to you and how much you were looking forward to that trip so I'm yeah I'm really chuffed really chuffed for you that you had a great time it was great times and yeah not thwarted at all by the fact that the uh, the seven hour flight home I went to the toilet because of my UTI I think I got up about 30 times and that's not a Lauren Smith exaggeration mate everyone must have thought that you had diarrhea and then was thinking oh she's got the runny bum <laughs> But what made it worse, Hoppers, there was one working toilet for the whole of economy. One. Right? One. <laughs> right? And then I don't know what it is with the Americans. Americans, you will you will lull at us at how like infuriated we are by this. There always seems to be gaps in the toilet doors really? in America, right? Everywhere. Like public toilets, there's always gaps in the public in the public toilet doors. You mean at the bottom? I mean in the side. The side, the bottom, the top, all of it. You can see inside. It's hilarious. And then on the plane, uh, there was a tiny little gap. So there was one time and this th- this person had been in the toilet for like 15 minutes and I'd been in that queue for 10 minutes. And I was like, if you ever had a, a, a UTI or cystitis, you know how un- like unbelievably uncomfortable it is. Mm. And I could see in this fucking gap, this man sitting there scrolling on his phone for literally 15 minutes. And I was so uncomfortable. I was like crying. I was almost sick because I was like, I'm just so uncomfortable. It got to the point and and then the, all the air stewards thought I was be- being sick. So they gave me um, like the, what they called the be sick bags. Be sick bags. <laughs> be sick bags. And I was like, yeah. I'm not sick. I have a UTI in front of the whole fucking plane. <laughs> and I had to start bashing on the toilet door to get this guy out because I was like, I'm so uncomfortable. Oh, God. That was the what worst is time it of my about life. Men? I don't know. Has anyone else got a, a partner, like a bloke who, who spends 15, 20 minutes on the toilet? I don't understand. I don't I'm there two minutes max, but he's yeah. like... He says it's like sacred man time. I'm an in-out jobby. You? Sorry, what? <laughs> I was like, I'm an in-and-out jobby. And also, I agree with you. My <laughs> ass would go numb to the point where, yes, after a UTI, I go to the toilet 70 times in one day. My ass was numb. I know. I'm like the kind of person that will brush my teeth while washing my face and moisturising and cleaning the sink just to get multiple <laughs> jobs done at the same time. I love that this has descended into bladder chat. If we can move on from there. We can and we should move on. We can and we should and we will. Um, I always I miss you so much. How are you? What's going on? You need to tell me everything. I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm waiting for an exchange date so we can hopefully <laughs> start packing. We started sorting. I really miss you as well. I have like was hoping to see you last week, but I think I you know, were feeling sorry. really poorly after the flight. No, don't be sorry. We will catch up soon. We definitely will. Um, but yeah, all good here. So you say that you're fine, but I did see on Instagram a little while ago that you said that you had a day down a couple of days and you also said about um which I thought was really nice that you said online about not having a lot of friends close by of like being able to go to a drink like for a drink and stuff mm. tell me more are you okay yeah I think I'm okay I feel like I'm kind of coming out the side of it I feel like you know when you do feel down and there's not really a reason and then you feel like it's like existential doom yes and then that is scary and then you feel worse because of it yeah. like if you could go oh okay I'm feeling down because of this mm. but Friday I wasn't 
feeling myself I wake up and was a bit teary and then the day just got worse and worse and worse and I think I'm spending too much time at home the nights are drawing in and I don't know yeah. if anyone else listening is is kind of feeling it but I definitely have noticed my mood change massively and I just yeah I got to Friday and like normally you know you get that feeling of like I'll finish work for the week I used to head home on a Friday and be like oh thank fuck mm. you know get a bottle of wine you know sit in for the evening all, all go out and then just feel like I'd you know my week was done and I sort of got to that Friday and I was like I feel like my Friday's done and I have no one to go for a drink with I love Matt and Buddy more than life itself but friendships are so important and like having a social life is so important to me as well because I'm at home all the time on my own and I just felt really overwhelmingly lonely and isolated and then I was like, who can I call? And I was like, oh, literally no one. Brilliant. Um, I'll just go and see my nan in the care home. And as lovely as that was, yeah, I just was feeling a bit down. And then I think the just sort of cloud, you know, that you get just kind of carried on a little bit into the weekend. But I'm feeling a little bit better now. I think I also hadn't realised quite how stressful the house move is. Like They say it's one of the most stressful things you can do, isn't it? Up there with like divorce and, what is it, babies and other things Marriage, probably. Marriage, weddings. Marriage. Marriage? Is that stressful? Uh, wedding specifically. Oh, Sorry, yes. not wedding. <laughs> My bad, not, not marriage. <laughs> you mean marriage the wedding. is meant to be lovely, uh, I hear. <laughs> weddings. <laughs> but yes, thank you for asking. I think I will be all right. I just need to book things in and plan yeah. things. A bit like you, really. Although I need much less social interaction than you do. <laughs> I still I need a little bit. <laughs> Definitely do book things in. When are we going out? Or when are we having a night in? Or do you want to come around? <laughs> we'll have make... to catch up offline. Uh, yes, please. But you yes. can come around and I'll make you a takeaway because <laughs> you've never I'll cooked for me you, I suppose you don't want it you don't want it although you can have my gravy my gravy and potatoes are great I'm fine with gravy and potatoes so on to today's episode we have a very nice and chilled one for you today uh, a bit of a get to know us if you like but before that we just wanted to say sorry to anyone who bought tickets to the October live recording which unfortunately had to be cancelled if you are attending the November or December shows the shows are still on and we cannot wait to see you there tickets are £17.50 and you can find the link to them plus more info in the episode description Hello it's me Kellyanne Taylor and I am so excited to let you know that the Radio Times podcast is back each week I will be sitting down with a celebrity guest to talk about their lives through the prism of TV. I'll be speaking to the hilarious TV chef Big Zoo, the wonderful comedian Joe Bram, and everyone's favourite explorer, Bear Grylls. To make sure you never miss an episode, please hit subscribe and follow wherever you get your podcast from. Laura, can you believe we have almost been recording Go Love Yourself for two whole years? We did our very first recording together in person for the first episode in November 2021. That's crazy, isn't it? That that does not feel like two years ago, but I also feel like we've been doing it for a lifetime, do you? I know it does feel like that, but also the, the two full years have gone past. And I mean, that's what a two years we've done so much. I know. Um, I'm so proud of like us and I'm so grateful to you guys that are listening. Like, I hope you guys know by now how much it means to us. Yeah, it, it does mean, I think, I think hopefully it comes across how much we love this podcast and we love recording it. You know, we've learned, both learned so much. I think we've both really grown as well in terms of like as people but also in our relationship with our bodies i haven't re-listened yet but one day i will re-listen to our first episode and you know the bit that we did with the letters to our bodies like oh, i think yeah. the letters to our bodies now would be very i don't know about you but my letter now to my body would be 
completely different. Yeah. Maybe we should redo that. Maybe we should do them again at some point. If I, we can <laughs> bear the emotional turmoil <laughs> that that took. But this is it. I don't like, I don't know about you, but would it, would it be that as emotional? Mine certainly wouldn't. Cause I, I, I don't was... think it would be. I, no, no, I agree. I think I'd manage to smash that out and be like, yeah, got a body. Oh, well, <laughs> like literally you know it would be I mean? like, oh, so is everyone else. Yeah. Yeah. And that I think is testament to how far we've come into leaning into the body neutrality over feeling like you have to be body positive every day and love how you look and love your body and embrace every curve. Well, actually, that's such a myth, isn't it? Like you don't. You just have to try and accept yourself for where you are and what you are. Exactly. And I did something recently on Instagram where I said that, you know, after I gained weight, I hated everything. I hated my whole body, but I hated my belly and my arms the most and now a couple of years later I'm like I just like them the least now I like everything I love who I am I like my body and I just like those things the least and that's fine like it's fine to not love them it's fine to not you know for me the the the, the pinnacle of being body confident will not be me walking around in a sleeveless bodycon dress don't want to do that don't have to do that but that's what Mm. this podcast has given me the fact that one it's okay one that I now like myself and it's okay for the fact that I still don't love, love, love parts of me. And it's fine. We've come so far. We really have. Yeah. So as it has been almost two years, let's do a little get to know us chat, which seems funny because I think if you listen to this podcast from the beginning or you've gone back and listened to it, you probably know us pretty well. And we are very much heart on our sleeves kind of gals. But we've got a few questions that I don't think we've answered before that we're going to go through. And it's just going to be a very chilled, fun Laura and Lauren episode, which sometimes are my faves. I won't lie. Okay, so our first question is, we know you guys met at work, but what were your first impressions of each other? Oh, <laughs> I don't know the answer t- to you for me. Uh, so I'm intrigued. My first impression of you was two things. One, oh my God, she's so pretty. Really? Genuinely. And two, fucking hell, she likes to be clean. Because <laughs> you you all of a sudden went in that office that was one of the offices that I used to work in and you bought in your own pack of Dettol wipes, and you spent like the first morning just dettoling the shit out of everything. <laughs> I feel like every time I went in, you were dettoling something. It just really made me laugh. So that's my first impression. <laughs> I think I did actually have a bit of a problem. Like mm. when I moved into the, my flat and I was living on my own and working there, I couldn't leave the house in the morning without everything being like hoovered, dusted, mopped, dettoled. And like I had a, I used to dettol my desk about 20 times a day. So I don't think it was like, uh, yeah. Anyway, moving on. <laughs> you do you, babes. <laughs> not, I cannot relate. <laughs> I literally live in Slut Palace now. That's just disgusting. <laughs> anyway, um, first impressions of you. Um, I was laughing earlier because I just remember thinking, loud. <laughs> um but no i remember just thinking genuine sweetheart like english rose so lovely and just really cute and kind and will you be my friend please oh stop oh that's so cute gosh that was how many years ago do you reckon now 2015 quick do the maths yeah like seven (laughs) years ago uh, no, more. Girl math, seven years. Eight? No, oh God, no, eight. <laughs> Girl math, Girl math is not getting it wrong. <laughs> oh, I got a C in GCSE maths. Come on, Laura. <laughs> Jesus, I, I got a B. Hold on a minute. 15, 16, 17, 18, 19, 20, 23. Eight years to nine. Eight to nine years. Jeez. Yeah. Crikey, long girl. time. 
Okay, next question for you, Laura. Someone's asked, I love your magazine and body image episode. What else do you think had the biggest impact on your body image growing up? What a good question. I would say not to throw my mum and dad under the bus <laughs> more than I already do each week. But here it comes. <laughs> because I genuinely love them and I know they did their best. I was loved, I was supported, all of those things. And I genuinely mean that. But I do think growing up in a household very much consumed by diet culture, but also what other people thought, I think was what really impacted me the most, to be honest with you. And I think that's it, isn't it? Like if you're, you know, your parents are saying something, you're going to yeah. like pick up on it and you know they're the people that are supposed to be in your corner but then I also appreciate that there was no manual back then for how to raise a fat kid or how to raise a body neutral kid do you know what I mean like just yeah. they did their best mm. so yeah tricky for both of us what about you I think that's a really like good answer as well and I reckon a lot of people listening will be the same and also be conscious of that when if they are raising their children now as well and I don't envy that process yeah. at all I really don't so I like that answer I don't know we touched on it recently when we did an episode on raising body confident kids and as we all know my story is that I grew up slimmer but well, although I was slimmer I was still the biggest of all my friends even though I was a size 10 or 12 but I think puberty had a massive impact on me because I, I went through puberty the first out of everybody and all of a sudden grew up and was different and you know your appetite changed and you know I'd, I'd always get comments about my appetite and stuff like that and that sort of makes you conscious of how much you're eating and things like that um but you know when I started gaining weight which was around about 2014 15 15 maybe I just remember you know seeing everywhere I turned there wasn't anybody who was either gaining weight or proud or, or happy about gaining weight or looked like me and it just felt like I should feel shit about my body because anyone who was gaining weight was on the front of magazines being like, how dare you? Do you know what I mean? Mm. Um, mm. So that was really shit. So I think it's a, it's a magnitude of things. Everything we've ever spoken about on this podcast has at some point, you know, had a big impact on the way I feel about my body. I wondered whether that, when that question came up, whether you might also say, although you were slimmer growing up, you said, you've said before that you've always felt like you were the biggest among your friends. Mm. So like comparing yourself to other oh people God, yeah. who were very petite or much like smaller, which I think can often have a, a negative impact because you, yeah, you are naturally going to compare yourself in a group of girls, aren't you? Yeah, it's it's, it's it's completely natural too. And I think when you're at school as well, and, and I remember when we went to Zanti in 2008 and we all had like, you know, the t-shirts and all that kind of thing. And I called the first Facebook album, Two Fatties and Four Skinnies Do Zanti. And the fatties in the group were me and my friend Rachel and we were sizes 10 to 12 because the other girls were six to eights. Jesus. Do you know what I mean? That wasn't that long ago mm. that I did that. And I feel awful for that. And I need to change the name of that album. But that's like the reality of it. That's you know me comparing at the time mm. um so yeah comparison was uh, was just awful yeah you're so right that's totally what it was 100 percent. there was like one or two bigger girls at school and everyone you know they knew about it because everyone made sure they knew about it yeah which i'm assuming was your reality and it's just it's just so shit isn't it pretty much yeah. <laughs> um on a cheerier note what tv shows or films have had a positive impact on you laura i know is going to come up with a really deep answer and i'm excited about it right but here i am <laughs> <laughs> 
as the other co-host to give you a funny answer. And genuinely, and I've said this TV show before, and I know, Laura, you hate it, but this is my ultimate comfort TV show in that this is not an exaggeration. I watched this when I was going through the absolute worst time of my life and I needed, it felt like I needed a hug. I was living away from home, all of it, and it was just absolutely awful. But the TV show Miranda, the BBC one, I can't believe you hate it, honestly. It's dreadful. Okay, but yeah. It's so silly. (laughs) That's the thing. But she's six foot tall. She's in a slightly bigger body and the whole thing was around her just being unapologetically herself uh, she, she, she was silly and clumsy and and she liked doing weird things and you know there was lots of comments about her body and stuff all the time but um she just kind of lived it and loved it and was her and at the time when I because I was going through that really bad time, I was also gaining weight and I needed that. And that ha- I think mm. that had genuinely a really positive impact. So there will be other deep answers to that question, I know. But it's the first one that came to my mind. And I, I, I know it's silly, but I do mean it so genuinely. I know you do. And it's not silly at all. Like if it makes you happy and makes you smile, then that's all that matters. Like, And also like you shouldn't yuck someone else's yum. I just think, like, mm. I think Miranda's absolute toilet, but I'm really happy that you love it. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Not that she's yucking my yum, everyone. <laughs> No, 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 not at all. I'd never do that. Right, what's yours? I don't think I have like one that really stands out, but I remember watching the series Girls with Lena Dunham. Yeah, yeah, have yeah. You seen it? Yeah, yeah. I um, haven't, but yeah. And it was really funny, really edgy. And I was like, just seeing these four girls like just be unapologetically themselves and like having all this amazing sex and being really unapologetic about that as well. And I was like hooked. Mm. It's the first time I'd seen anything like that. And again, Lena Dunham in a slightly bigger body and just owning it and walking around in a bikini or like a really tiny top or a tiny skirt and not giving a fuck. Um, I love that. And actually keep meaning to rewatch it. I'm hoping it's going to be as good when I go back and watch it as I remember it the first time. Do you know what's really interesting though is that uh, you and I both kind of struggled there to answer that question about like TV shows. And I think we're both kind of Mm. thinking of, you know, when we were growing up, what positive impact did TV shows have trying to think of a TV show that had a positive representation of perhaps someone in a bigger body or different i was thinking the same thing can't think of one not at all it's sad isn't it yeah and hope but hopefully the only thing we can hope for is Mm. that that's not the case for the generation of kids now and you know not a ton of things spring to mind but we have done a couple of episodes on these sort of things so um hopefully that's not the case for other kids and they have positive impact on like positive tv shows to watch all right, next up, question for you, Lauren. It's going to be a hard one for you. This is a really difficult question. Are you ready? Yeah. If you had to wear just one outfit every day for a year, what would it be? I can't. I can't. You can't. And I can't. <laughs> Too hard. And I won't. And I shan't. Unless it's just the Anne Boleyn outfit I've just filmed a video in. Um... The joy <laughs> that brought me from seeing the joy on your face, honestly. Mate, I loved it. I had to film that at lunch today and... Um... One one day in this world, everyone, I'll tell you what I do for my day job. But let me tell you the juxtaposition of me doing that at my lunchtime and then going back to work was fucking hilarious. Um, so <laughs> I can't answer that question. Laura, what are you wearing every day for a year? A year, that, that is hard. I mean, naturally, I want to go midi dress, but I think I'll stick with <laughs> is leggings a and a jumper. midi dress? <laughs> floral midi dress. Fat girl uniform. <laughs> White trainers, love it. <laughs> Hey, I have gone a bit more adventurous lately. Babes, that's literally all I wore in summer. And this is- <laughs> 
you have got adventurous. There was a leather skirt at some point, I'm sure. Yeah, there was. A leather dress, babe. A leather I looked like dress. Nessa from Gavin and Stacey, but I kind of rocked it too. I'm not going to lie. I liked it. I mean, Nessa's an icon and I'll hear nothing more about she it. She is iconic. Yeah. Iconic. I was like, I was when I put it on, I was like, oh, I know I look like Nessa. And then I was like, hang on. That's the good Nessa's thing. Nessa's an absolute queen. <laughs> yeah, mate. I got one called Miss Piggy recently and I was like, yeah, all right. She's a fucking icon. What's your problem? Yeah. <laughs> Find an insult, babes. Okay. So you're going, you're not going mini dress white trainers chub rub shorts no leggings and a jumper is what i'm in now i like pretty much living it all through autumn okay, winter okay. early spring and we just change it to <laughs> leggings and a t-shirt in the summer <laughs> yeah basically yeah <laughs> this is a really cute question and actually i don't know the answer for you and i'm, I'm excited to hear about it what is your favorite quirk about yourself oh tough one i don't yeah. um Nothing springs to mind. I don't really feel like I have many quirks. I'm quite boring, aren't I? Well, like your favourite personality trait. You're not boring at all. Okay, I am. But uh, (laughs) my favourite personality trait, I think, is that I'm an empath. And I think I saw something on TikTok recently that was like, if you've had uh, like instability in your childhood and uh, chances are you have a need for perfection and you're uh, very, very empathetic. I was like, hello. <laughs> it's me. It's me. Hi. Hi. I'm the problem. It's me. <laughs> um, but no, I, d- I like that I'm an empath. I think it's nice to be able to like feel for people and put myself in other people's shoes. I think that's really What nice. about you, Smithy? Well, two things. One, I'm also a huge empath but mine is I also saw something on TikTok but mine's not from being a kid mine's from uh, adult trauma um, and <laughs> it I saw it and I was like sorry are you me uh, it's me hi I'm the problem it's me so I'm the same as well but I, I feel people's emotions and it's just the worst sometimes my goodness uh, so I actually don't love that about myself because that's a new oh. thing um, I think what's the quirk I like about myself I don't know I feel like I'm just one gigantic quirk you are a little bit <laughs> i, I think know. you're so fun and quirky and i thought that you like love and embrace color yeah i mean this this that we what we're looking at right now this is it so uh, paper of dreams yeah <laughs> so good i think just genuine endless enthusiasm is my favorite oh, yeah. and it's not fake i think uh, some people might think it's fake it's really i don't know how to fake shit so uh, like it's not fake so that would be my favorite quirk <laughs> put that anymore in your anymore i will not fake it anymore i have <laughs> but i will not anymore we've all done it base. we've all done it <laughs> moving on <laughs> what do you wish it would come back into fashion oh do you know what i like this question because what i'm gonna say is i like I don't think either of us really follow fashion, right? Because we don't really care. (laughs) Sorry, you're really jumping to say to this. I don't really follow trends. So unfashionable. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And I wear whatever I want to wear. But I mean. I don't know what I want should come back into fashion. While you're thinking, I'm going to tell you what I wish would not come back into fashion ever, and that is low rise skinny was, jeans. Yeah, no, they're just go low fuck rise themselves. jeans in general. Yeah, Brittany, bless her heart, has been doing the rounds lately, hasn't she? In the media, and so I keep seeing all of the videos and images of her <sighs> with her teeny tiny little trousers mm. and. Um, God love her because I really do. Um, but my God, hashtag childhood trauma is bringing back. <laughs> like, wow, where do her pubes go? The little, the little ones where they had the tight, the, like the zips. There were like three claws yeah. of the zips. What was the point of the zip? 
Yeah, Mate. we lived that life, guys. This is it. Y'all Gen Zers can't be coming here and trying to like steal our naughty's fashion if you're not going to go the full hog. And I'm talking, <laughs> I want the skinny eyebrows. I want the yes. shit straight hair. I yeah. want the shit hair extensions where Orange everyone face. had short hair to literally their ears and then had shit <laughs> hair extensions in three of them only i want that no you can't just come here and take up bring back low-rise jeans without having the rest <laughs> i've said my pace <laughs> <laughs> mic drop my next question for you is what was your favorite way to relax and i don't know why masturbation just came into my head so that might be my that, answer lo- lo- <laughs> um so satisfied what? if you need if you haven't bought one you need to buy a satisfier they are Yes, Lauren bought me one, life-changing. Life-changing. Thank you for that. Um, do you know what? I really, I love working in the evenings. Like, I'm a night owl, like, massively. So my favourite thing to do is in the morning. I'm just not a morning person. I absolutely love um, having a nice breakfast or brunch, really, and watching the first kind of 40 minutes of this morning. And I know that probably sounds a bit weird. <laughs> but it I just sounds have very studently, doesn't it? But I love that I know, your day I know, and lazy. I know, I'm going to no, get shit That's the thing, it. it sounds lazy, but you shift your day, don't you? Like you start I later do, yeah, and work later. Yeah, yeah, so yeah, it's yeah. the same. So, and then then my day starts after that. Then I take Buddy out and then I'll start, I'll start work. So it's not so I don't work before that as well. Like I'm always, I get up and I answer emails straight away, but like that is my time mm. during the day. And I know that that is such a luxury and there'll be many people listening to me who chill. hate me right now. And I'm really sorry about that. But that's, I'm just being honest. What about you? My favourite way to relax is, I think, just going to hang out with people that you don't have to put on anything for. So, you know, like my family, my best friends and stuff and just going to hang out with them and not doing anything crazy. Like, you know, not going out and getting drunk, but just like going for a walk or going shopping or like doing stuff like that. Like that's how I, I relax with other people. And that's what, yeah, that's what makes me feel calmer. So after like a really long week at work I've started to fill my weekends with obviously more work but then also wholesome things that make me feel good so those are like you know going for a walk with Stacey around a national trust place or going out with my nan and and bits like that that make me feel good right Smithy when you were younger what did you want to be when you grew up I love this question. I always wanted to have a costume party for my birthday one day. So maybe I might do it for the big 4-0 that's now fast coming up in five years. It's like what you wanted to be when you were five. Yeah. Because I wanted to be a sweetie shop owner because I wanted to be able to come down into the shop <laughs> in the middle of the night and eat the sweets. Which, are, you know, with an adult head on, you're eat- eating your own inventory, aren't you? So it's not ideal, but it is the dream. How about you? Got it. <laughs> That is so fitting. That's the most Lauren thing I've ever heard. I wanted to be a midwife. Did you? Yeah, I really wanted to be a midwife when I was younger. I was about 15. I was like, that's it. That's my calling. That's what I'm going to do. How do you feel about that now? Because there are so many people I know want to be midwives. Yeah, I don't think I could do it now. I mean, I absolutely take my hat off to NHS staff. I honestly think they are miracle workers. The shifts, the pay, the, yeah people yeah. but I imagine I imagine them being a midwife is amazing but I think having been through everything I've been through it would mm. be like trauma every day and like no nah, absolutely not could not do it now but no. a nice idea when I was younger that's so interesting I would never have said that also just because again coming you know worked in the NHS I'll be in a corporate job I cannot understand how anybody has the patience to be a healthcare professional because like you said like the shifts the pay the abuse that you get. Mm. I think once upon a time when I worked for an ambulance service, we had to do a campaign asking people to not verbally, physically or sexually assault paramedics. Like, what the fuck? Jeez. <clears throat> yeah, what so, world do we live in? It I worries know. me that 
that this is the world we live in. You know, cameras on everything and everywhere and people just don't seem to know how to behave anymore. It's horrible. Yeah. It is t- It is terrible, but it's a whole bigger issue. But that, that I just, you know, th- that's why it's just so incredible that if you're a healthcare professional in any way, like how awesome you are. And I just can't yeah. We salute it. you. We love you. And we, we thank, we're really thankful for you. We are. And when I own my own sweetie shop, you can all come in and have, get free sweets. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. Laura, I absolutely love this question. I think one of us might cry. How different was your life five years ago? Oh, God. I think this is around the time that I wanted to kill myself. So Me too! (laughs) (laughs) Oh, how we laugh. (laughs) You have to laugh. You have to laugh. (laughs) Oh, goodness. Yeah, I think that was around the time of like really struggling massively with like fertility. And I was in like a really boring nine to five job. And I just, yeah, life was just very boring, very dull. And yeah, I just, I'm so thankful for where I am now, really, because I mean, life wasn't terrible. Don't get me wrong. I was still lucky. I had a roof over my head and I had Matt and I had lots of, you know, other things in my life, but I wasn't happy at all. And I know you weren't either. No, same. I was living in London, which was really cool, uh, but I was going through like very severe guess trauma stuff in my head and it was my my brain was not a nice place to be and it was all very scary and I didn't understand it and was very unkind to myself and you know that's when you know the weight started really piling on so I I hated myself at the time uh felt really lonely being in London I'll be you know even I was living with one of my best friends who I loved and I loved living with her but sometimes your head makes you feel you know your brain tells you lies and it was just telling me that I was you know lonely all the time um Mm. so having a really shit time of it and then I just sort of fell out of love with work I'd always loved work up to that point and then just completely fell out of love with it and it was all just a bit shit but at the same time you know I look back at photos and stuff and I still had brilliant times as well so you know I was going out quite a bit you know again sort of in my late 20s living in London that was actually the year I turned 30 so in all of this although I did struggle quite a bit and times were tough. There was also these wonderful bits. Like my mum was living in Abu Dhabi at the time, which was fucking stupid and I hated that. But I went over there for my 30th birthday. My friend was living in Dubai and we had a big party and I went to New York and I did all these things for my big 30th birthday. So that was nice. But it's nice now that those lovely bits aren't just every now and again. It's it's pretty much all lovely. Do still struggle because I think if anyone's sort of been through, you know, bad times and like Laura, including yourself, there'll always be times when they come up and pop up and say hello. Yeah. It's just, I think perhaps with the space of time, it's easier to manage it and say, like, I acknowledge it. And you know what, today I'm going to feel sad about it because that's fine, but I'm not going to feel sad about it for the rest of the week. And you're able to move on. That is so true. And actually, I'm really glad you raised that. I, I, I know it feel like this is going to be a really long-winded answer, but I just wanted to, to mention something so last Sunday I think it was I had a post prepared to go out on Instagram that was about talking about infertility and and how saying like it does get easier so like to anybody who is struggling right now in the thick of it it's the most awful thing but just to say like I was in a much better place and I I felt like I really had come to terms with it and then (laughs) I went out for like a race with my dad to our favorite pub and on the table next to us there was like a big family group and one little girl with her mum and dad and the little girl took her jumper off and it said only child, which was crossed out. And then it said big sister. And they all, oh. all the whole family, all like were like, oh my God, oh, this yeah. is amazing. 
as they should. Yeah. It is wonderful news, very celebratory. And this is not me in any way being like, shouldn't have done. Like, yeah. It was wonderful. But it really took me back to that episode we did with Shaney Silver mm. um, and talking about how we celebrate so much uh, like pregnancy announcements and things like that. And actually, yeah, I was really taken aback with how sad I was and how I was like, I'll never have that. Mm. Like no family members will ever throw their arms around me and be like, oh my God, I'm so happy finally. Like, yeah. And that really hit me. But it's like you say, like that was a week ago, over a week ago. I feel much, much better now. And generally I'm in a much better place. But I think sometimes you'll always kind of be taken back, won't you, to those sort of things. I mean, um, that, that, that's really fucking yeah. sad, Laura. Do you know what I mean? Like that is really sad. And mm. I think, you know, as much as we all want to say, you know, starting your own business or whatever, or, you know, like publishing your own book or whatever, all these things are just as wonderful and celebratory as having a family. They're not celebrated mm. in life as much. So you're never going to get the same as you yeah. would if you announced you were pregnant. So it, it's really fucking shit. So def- it's, and, and I'm glad you were like, do you know what? Yeah, you, you feel the feelings, you feel shit about it, but it's nice again, that you've had the, you know, the passing of time that it doesn't completely engulf you and you were able to move on and perhaps put it in perspective a little bit and feel the feelings, but not that it, as I said, engulf you. That's really good. That is growth. Yeah. Thanks, babes. We have some quick fire. Would you rather's to finish the episode on Lauren? Yes. Would you rather marry the most boring person you know or the most intense person you know? Intense, always intense. They're fun. They're weird. They're sexy. What? I don't know. Yes. Okay, boring for me. <laughs> no, really? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, of course. Like the stability. Anyway, this is supposed to be quick, Lauren. Sorry. I knew Sorry. this would happen. Right. You, Laura, I can't do the quick because I get stressed. Would you rather never have an <laughs> orgasm or never find true love? I'll never have an orgasm. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Lauren, would you rather give up holidays or give up online shopping? That is so cruel. I'm not going on holiday. <laughs> You're not going on holiday. Laura, can I just ask you the same question? Are you giving up holidays or giving up online shopping? Holidays. <gasps> holidays. Interesting. Didn't think that's yeah. how it would go. <laughs> Although I do have enough clothes to last an eternity. <laughs> <laughs> same. Oh no, what a shame. Next one. Laura, would you accidentally send a sexy text to your boss or a bitchy text to the person you were complaining about? <gasps> sexy text. All the way. Every time. Can't bear the thought. Yeah, every time. No, Easy. I would die. Right, Lauren. Yeah. Last one. Okay. Would you, <laughs> I'm giggling. Would you rather never have a fizzy drink again? Oh my God. Or never eat cake again? What the hell? I don't, I don't, I don't consent to this question. I want cake. They know, they know my thing is cake and coke. Clearly, whoever sent this in knows that my thing is cake and coke. <gasps> I think I couldn't have cake again. I'd have to keep my fizzy drinks. Laura, what would you do? Yeah, same, I think, for me as well. This has been fun. Right, I think it's definitely time for us to wrap up and I think it's definitely time for us to go and get some dinner. Mm -hmm. (laughs) But I've loved this just chilled episode with some giggles. This has been super fun. So thank you so much for listening to this episode, everybody. Uh, We'll be back with a new episode next week. But if you want more of us in the meantime, make sure you follow our Instagram at GoLoveYourselfPod and join our Facebook group, GoLoveYourself Community. Or if you'd like to get in touch with us, you can email us, golove at crowdnetwork.co.uk. You can also support the show by subscribing on a Patreon or Apple podcast where you can get ad free and early episodes for £1 a week. Or you can listen ad free on Amazon Music. And a reminder about our two live recordings this year. They are both in London on Tuesday the 21st of November and Wednesday the 20th of December. There is more information and a link to buy your tickets in the episode description. Thank you so much for listening and we'll see you next week. Bye! 
network. A place where you belong. <laughs>